Talk Live's live weekend edition. This it, it, It's Saturday, and a live radio program to boot. I, uh, nobody does that on the radio. Who's live on the radio on Saturday night? Free Talk Live is with Mark. And Guard. For those of you who are used to hearing Ian's voice, no, that's no surprise. Ian's usually the first mic here, but, well... Ian's in jail and has been in jail for 11 days now. He uh, stood in front of a police car uh, like a year ago to protest the arrest of a woman that he felt was being arrested unjustly. And I guess it's, uh, you know, they, they didn't like that. So they put him in jail. 11 days so far and many Out of a 90-day sentence. So it could be some time. I don't know what's going to happen. He's got some kind of, I don't know, legal wrangling going on, but... You know, he doesn't. He he's against hiring a lawyer, so I don't have a hold of a lot of hope out that smart money says he's going to do the sentence. <laughs> he's he's being put to work yep. by the government, and he's getting a lot of visitors. And uh, I mentioned outside as we were chatting, I said, "Wouldn't it be great if I could stop by and say, could I get him to come work for me out here productively?" But he is stuck there, and yeah. so the state has replaced him and brought me in. Thank you. Thank you. I'd certainly like to have him under hard labor and a shock collar here at the studio, I can assure you. <laughs> thanks, anyway. thanks for letting me come in, Mark. Great to be here. Free <laughs> yep. Talk Live, Saturday night. Let's go straight into this story. This story is by Robin uh, Carner from the Huffington Post about what he calls blue Republicans. And I think this is a very interesting story. Now, I don't say that I agree with everything Robin says. I'm just going to read it, and then you can tell me what you think of it. After two years, we now see that Obama, one, conducts wars against countries that do not threaten us. Two, oversees large financial benefits to companies with which those in the administration are very close. Three, supports the legal framework for riding roughshod over the liberties of private individuals who are not suspected of a crime. And four, is growing a massive federal apparatus to carry out such intrusions on innocent Americans in what is becoming a police state. All of which they complain about George Bush. That's exactly right. Now, this is a Democrat writing, and he claims to be a Democrat from way, 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 way back. He says, to put it another way, when it comes to such things as the killing of innocent people and taking from the common man to support cronies and the elimination of basic values that make our lives worth living, we had hope, but we haven't had the change. So right. And they were right under when George Bush was in office as well. They're right. They're right. So he says... I'm having difficulty seeing how Democrats who voted for Obama for the right reasons in 2008 can in good conscience do so, given that there is another candidate who has been consistent in his opposition of all these things, not just in words, but in deeds. If you've read my other pieces, you already know who he is. But if not, you should also know that Ron Paul has voted to let states make their own laws on abortion and gay marriage, etc., and to let individuals follow their social conscience when it comes when even when it disagrees when he disagrees with them. In other words, he is consistent in his beliefs on civil liberty. If you're a Democrat and you sit tight and vote Democrat again because you've always voted Democrat, then because you think that some group with which uh, you identify will benefit more from Democrat programs than a Republican one, then that's up to you, and I wish you well. But don't you dare pretend that you are motivated primarily by peace, civil rights, or a government that treats people equally. That, Ron Paul, who has been standing up for these principles quietly for half a lifetime, happens to be a member of the Republican Party, is a lot less important than the principles that we should be voting on. The fact that he is not a party guy should be obvious from his extensive experiences and policy from his party and the fact that many think, given his views, he should not run as a Republican at all. 
As Dr. Paul often points out, however, we live in a country with a corrupt political party duopoly, and the system is stacked against one who would run outside of the two-party system. So he's doing what he has to do. And so should we as Americans who love peace and freedom. It really isn't complicated. Now, I know the Republican Party may stink to many Democrats and independents who care about social justice and civil rights, but we all need to be smart and play the system to get the political outcomes that we seek. You don't have to like a party or even identify it and with it to sign up as a Republican for a year to help make uh, sure that Republican primaries are won by the one representative who has always been for peace. He has always voted for ba- um, voted against bailouts, and he has always opposed the reach of government into your bedroom, your relationships, and your person. Now, I'm aware of the main objection to Ron Paul from the left concerns his belief that private charities and individuals are more effective in maintaining social welfare than the government. To this, I ask one question. Do you believe so much in the effectiveness of your current centralized delivery of social welfare that it is worth the war making and the abrogation of civil rights supported by both Bush and Obama administrations? Moreover, When Ron Paul would look at the transition out of a huge federally run welfare program in the long run, that's not where he wants to start. His immediate fight would be to bring the forces back to the U.S. and to implement the Bill of Rights. Ron Paul's electoral weaknesses is not a difficulty in winning a presidential election. It is, however, in winning a part um, in within the party with a conservative constituency that continues the religious right and the neo. Excuse me, that includes the religious rights and the neocons. An influx of peace and freedom-loving independents and Democrats would change the math on the Republican side and potentially the future of America by setting up a presidential contest with a pro-peace, pro-civil rights candidate who could outflank. Obama on these issues, at least from the left. So what will it be? The same old team allegiance or a new blue Republican? And I think that this is something that, uh, you know, that everybody sort of has to ask themselves. Indeed. Now, Rush Limbaugh advocated in many states that uh, Republicans go in, register that day as uh, Democrats, and then vote for Hillary or whomever, somebody to kind of screw up the, the whole uh, yep. process. And I advocate for Democrats to, and not that I am one, um, that I'd advocate for Democrats, register for Republicans, uh, register as a Republican and vote in the Republican primary. You're not going to vote in a primary otherwise. And, and, and uh, for everybody out there, you know, before we started the program, uh, Mark and I were t- discussing the different uh, topics we might bring up and, the, and topics you might be bringing up by calling us uh, uh, here at Free Talk Live. And uh, when he told me about this, I said, you know, is this author discussing this because it's all electoral chess game playing or is this something about principle? He goes, no, this is about principle. I was like, that's great. From the Huffington Post, way to go. And, you know, uh, and especially Paul can beat Obama. He's within points of Obama right now. That's in the right. Polls. That's and right. Once people realize that this guy um, has an opportunity, you know, that he really believes this stuff and has voted this way for for years then, you know, yeah. really his and, problem is getting through the primary. And, you know, we often hear about how the Tea Party people are disenfranchised conservatives and they feel disaffected from the Republicans. What a great message well, for Democrats to send. Ron Paul is Tea Party patient zero. He's, exactly. He as, started the Tea yes, Party. Yes. All the rest of these conservatives crowded in with all their other messages about, uh, you know, abortion. Immigration and, and all that stuff. And, yep, and, and yep, the wars. Yep. I mean, that has nothing to do with the Tea Party. No, the Tea no. Party was a fiscally conservative movement. 
And, and it's been taken over by the neocons and right. some cases. It's been cases, taken over by the same people that Republicans have been voting for forever. Exactly. A bunch of liars. Exactly. I mean, I remember the sign in 2000. George Bush that says, want smaller government. Vote for George Bush. Did right. we get smaller government out of George Bush? No. 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 Did we get smaller government out of George H. Bush? But no. Did we be... get it out of Reagan? No. no. The Republicans don't want smaller government. No. And when will Republicans figure it out? I wonder if anybody out there listening disagrees with you. And I think... This would be a fantastic repudiation for Democrats to say, hey, guess what? You know what? We're tired of being lied to, too. Yeah, the Democrats, you know, they don't have Democrats to sit on their always, butts either. Always talk about peace, 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 personal freedoms and all this Humongous, other stuff. Biggest hypocrites around. What what personal liberties have the Democrats trotted out? Where is the peace that the, the Democrat politicians are trotting out? Exactly. They, look people washington dc's lying to you and, and these two parties are not going to fix it and even within their belief in the welfare state you know as the article the author of the article indicates are they willing to shirk their uh, adoration for the welfare state for some principles regarding peace reduction of the warfare state but also within their welfare state program is the other thing he mentioned the the bill of rights because the welfare state under the new health care law is a direct invasion of your medical privacy that much is true and also the when it comes to working together people always talk about well in washington dc and it would work together the libertarian platform really is people working together yes because Everybody would have to give something up. The Republicans would have to give up this adventurous wartime stuff they do all the time. They'd have to give up the the abrogation of civil rights, and the Democrats would have to give up uh, this this whole thing about um, you, you know supporting people through the government and all these uh, these bailouts, welfare programs, tarp, all, all that, that stuff. stuff. They'd have to give it up. Yep. Free Talk Live eight five five four five zero free. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today. The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Go check out freetalklive.com. Over there, we have uh, a website that you can get interactive with. Just like the show, you can call in and talk about whatever you want on the show. You can... Post whatever you want on the website. Post news stories, blog posts, whatever you want. People will vote them up, vote them down. You can vote other people's up, vote them down. It's really unlike the rest of those shows where some guy sits there every day and tells you what to think. I constantly visit it, and there isn't even any porn on it, which is amazing. <laughs> no! <laughs> you can get that anyplace on the internet. Uh, you know, before we go on, I want to tell you about learnliberty.org slash FTL. Over there, you there's a video. Um, there's several videos, but among them is a video by Ben Powell on public choice. 
Why do politicians not cut spending? This is a, a professor of economics. Where does Ben Powell? He's, 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 uh, he's down at uh, Suffolk in Boston. Suffolk in Boston. Yeah. I knew it was Boston. I didn't know what the university was. And, of course, was. he went to George Mason with our main man, Jason Osborne, Indeed. from SACL, who helps provide so much funding for us. Indeed. It's, it's like one it's big awesome freedom guy. family. Here. Yeah, it's great. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Ben Powell, um, he, he shows you why politicians don't cut spending in a short two-minute video with uh, visuals. You'll want to go see this video. Then once you see this video, you'll want to show it to other people, post it on your Facebook, because this lays it on down. This is why the system that we have can't be reformed. Fixed. Exactly. <laughs> Perfectly stated. Certainly not by the people that are in it. Go to learnliberty.org slash FTL. While you're there, there's a there's a, the Liberty Academy link on the right-hand side. It is a course for people that want free online continuing education in economics, liberty, rights, and philosophy, rights theory. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. It's a really great option. Let's uh, Gardner, you had something to say? Yeah, I just wanted to mention, you know, um, uh, I wanted to comment a couple a couple things that you inspired as you opened your segment with that terrific piece from the Huffington Post, Mark. You, you, it's your segment, too, Gardner. Well, thank you very much. Uh, but you, you opened it with something that you found that I just thought was a great opening to, to a radio program because it lays it all out to those people, especially on a Saturday night with a very, very large audience of people out there who might not necessarily be libertarians. They might not be the so-called conservative Republicans who listen to talk radio all lot, the time. Yeah, we're on several progressive stations, exactly. Exactly, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for for bringing in uh, Free Talk Live and and some libertarian ideas. And and what I really like is – Talking about principle, and and there are a couple things that that brought were brought to mind for me. Uh, one is that it seems like anytime you mention Ron Paul's name right now, you should get some sort of uh, one of those bleeps. You know, I mean, I was I was saying yeah. every, every time you mention the main, Ron Paul, mainstream media does not want to talk exactly. About Ron Paul. And over the past week and a half, we've got some great coverage from that from John Stewart and other people who've been writing articles about it. We were sensitive to it months and months ago, but this was a nice exposure to some of the mainstream people to say, look at what these pop media people are doing. They're intentionally disregarding this man. Why? Who knows what the reasons? They're, they're, they're multitudinous. But one of the things that I've seen is that. They keep saying that he really needs to change some of his thinking to compromise somehow, and that way he'll be able to build his base, which to me is is stunning. And there's a terrific interview that Ron Paul did with, as we, we discussed off the air, uh, Mark and I were talking about it. It's with the Concord Monitor newspaper of New Hampshire, a very statist left-wing pro-government newspaper, and it, it's it's staff is there in this room. They have the camera poised at him. It's on YouTube. And I linked it over at uh, – I, I will link it over at uh, Liberty Conspiracy, and you'll be able to see it on our site too. But one of the things that I think is, is fascinating is that he's asked a question. He says – they say, well, you don't compromise. You know what? He, he says – and he looks at them as if they're a different breed of, of creature. He's like, why do you want to compromise on your principle? He said, why what? would you? They, they, he said, why? you know, he said, he said look at slavery. Look at what they did when they wrote the constitution. And the guy says, yeah, look well, at all the constitution. Look at all the compromise that went into that. And this is interesting. The guy interviewing him says, "Well, you mean you wouldn't have compromised on on the slavery issue? You know, the United States wouldn't have existed otherwise." And and Ron Paul says, "You're making my point for me." And so the question that Ron Paul leaves hanging but doesn't say it is, "Put yourself in that position. Would you, as one of those people, have voted?" To let sl- slavery, slavery exists, continue? Exist. Now, now to, that you know how disgusting it is. Would you yeah. have done it? 
And Ron Paul would not, and that's the difference between somebody that's with the kind principle. Of guy you, if you want somebody in the presidential seat, that's the kind of guy right. you if want. If you want to make a government, go ahead and compromise. If you want principle, stick with principle. Let's talk to Rick in Tampa. Rick? Hi, good afternoon. Hey, you're on Free Talk Live. Welcome, Rick. Well, thank you very much. I, uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I was politically in a coma until about three years ago when I started to wake up and really started to ask questions and really understand why things were so messed up. And I've come a long way. I certainly don't know it all, but I'm a lot more enlightened than I've been uh, in my entire life. And it seems to me that what people really need to do now is, is do what you're talking about. We need to focus on principle, character. I mean, you, you look at all of the, the people that are in the race um, on the Republican side, and in my opinion, the only person with integrity and the only person that's actually speaking the truth and that has courage is Ron Paul. I mean, irrespective of your politics, irrespective of whether you agree with it, a, a particular position or not, I, I think that America has gotten so far away from voting for the kind of people that have the, the, at least a shot at fixing things. And the only people that are going to fix it are people who are honest, have integrity, who look in the eye and tell you the truth. They don't need a teleprompter. They, they don't need speech writers. They just need the truth. They need to get up and articulate that. And in my opinion, Ron Paul is the only one that does that. Yeah, I amen. Agree with everything. I don't agree with everything he believes, but I'm going to vote for him, even if I have to write in my vote for him, because in my opinion, he is the only one that, that embodies the true character of what America was, she's, she's not what she was today. She, she's been bastardized and really taken off in, in, in just a, a horrible direction. And if we have any sense of wanting any kind of future for this country, then we, we have to get back to principles. And, and, and in my opinion, uh, and this is going to be a bit of a stretch, even maybe for your audience, but I would vote for any non-incumbent, Republican or Democrat, in the coming election and vote yeah. for Ron Paul and a handful of the, the true freedom fighters that we have out there. I think you should look people. at the politician because there are a few of them out there that are less disgusting than others. But I think that largely what you say is true, that 90-something um, percent of incumbents win their elections, and that's sad. What it says to them is you can do whatever you want, and no one's going to hold your feet to the fire. No one's going to hold you to account. And uh, you know, essentially everything that's going on in Washington, D.C. is going on because politicians aren't worried about getting sent home. Mm. And is it uh, Rick? Yes. Yes. Rick, I, I would just mention one thing. You know, you mentioned how the United States uh, sort of anthrop- anthropomorphized it in a way, you know, saying that the United States, she isn't what she used to be. One of the things that I, I found has been really healthy for me, and, and you're probably sort of going in that direction as well. Uh, I don't want to make any assumptions, but uh, for me, it's been very healthy to look at it. Uh, I used to be a very patriotic guy, you know, brought up more of in a, a paleo-conservative slash libertarian home, believed in the you know the great nobility of the founding fathers and their struggle and things like that. And that's, that's still something to consider. But I, I'm much less nationalistic now, and I'm much more realistic about the way the political machinery works, even under the Constitution. And I think it's always a healthy thing to sort of step back and and pull away from embracing the nation and embrace the principles that sometimes the nation never embraced. Rick, thanks for the call. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. 
The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line at 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about Ron Paul and I guess how he would sort of make a better choice for the, the Republican nomination than, well, the other folks out there. Sorry, Mark, got to bleep that. We've been talking about... Right. Unmentionable. You're not allowed to say Ron Paul. It's sort of like Harry Potter, he who cannot be named, I guess. <laughs> the other politicians look at him like that, like Voldemort or something. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. They have uh, their family owned and members in good standing with the Better Business Bureau. If you buy online, you know how important that is. ManVentureOutpost.com. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's go to Shadow in Huntsville, Alabama. Shadow. Yeah, hi. How are you doing, guys? Hey, Shadow. Okay, I'm going to keep this as simple as possible so that there's no misinterpretations. Number one is, I'm a Ron Paul fan. Number two is, that when I was 17 years old, I took an oath to defend this country and the Constitution, like about umpteen other thousands, multiple thousands of uh, young kids on that particular day, November 23, 1963, defend the Constitution in this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and but the reason why Ron Paul is t- being ignored some, the communists up there, starting with Obama on down, really want to bring this world into their type of slavery. This is the biggest chance they've had in decades to do it. And that's why they want to try to cut him down, because they see if he makes it, their dream of world slavery out here is over with for ages, man. And that's why it's all about because I've been fighting those people since... I can leave the 60s, so I know them. Hey, Shadow, and Shadow, you know, uh, we we should say for those people who are listening, this is not a partisan thing. I mean, this this is Democrats, this is Republicans. They grow the welfare state. They tell you they're cutting things in this great debt deal when, in fact, the government is going to increase its expenditures 6% a year annually compounded. And any time they talked about cuts, it was only relative cuts from the increases that they originally wanted. Uh, Democrats, Republicans, George Bush, George Bush the first, they're all like this. And we here in New Hampshire, you're in a different state, obviously, you must you must see this sort of thing in your state. But here in New Hampshire, uh, we've seen the sort of uh, incestuous relationship with the national parties and the state parties because we're so close to the you know the first in the nation primary status it's like they walk in lockstep and that's that step unfortunately is becoming a goose step i hate to say it well what i'm seeing here is what like you guys bring up in your show all the time about police abuses and it's getting worse and worse and worse and all like that that is typically the communist way and this is what i'm seeing i've known people that uh 
lived in communist countries over there. I've got some Germans in my family that went through that Eastern European, the Stasi, and all that sort of thing. So I, I see what's going on here. And Obama and his people, they want to put it in here. If you think we're having problems now, this is kindergarten now. Let him get in a second time. And I'll tell you what, you're going to be wanting NASA to blast you off on another planet somewhere. He did say something. Uh, Shadow, thank you for the call. He did say when he, when he was running that he want, running originally, he was that he wanted a civilian defense force. Absolutely. That is as big, as powerful, and as well-funded as the United States military. Yeah. And that's a scary thing to say. I mean, you know, do, I, I, what is this civilian defense force going to be used for? Really? Defending civilians? Because I don't think the Homeland Security uh, Organization has really done anything but throw my water bottles away. <laughs> at the airport you you went right along the path that i was thinking you know they hired thousands of people to be part of the homeland security team they hired new ice agents under the bush administration and of course the homeland security people at the airports haven't caught one terrorist ice agents to keep us from what getting uh you know getting lower priced uh dishwashers and people to mow your grass exactly really exactly and, and have they worked there no the mexican economy is doing better than the united states and in fact mexicans are leaving uh, California. There was a story uh, down back the LA down. Time. They're going back home because the economy's been ruined because the government keeps on growing it with bureaucrats that don't actually do anything. And you know, you know, Mark, a shadow mentioned something that uh, on a, a, my sensibilities, uh, I get little alarm bells that go off. Uh, and and it wasn't something bad that he said, but when he mentioned when he mentioned Germany and the Nazis, one of the things that bothers me greatly about the government education system that we have is. In almost every government school, somewhere in the middle middle grade years or maybe early high school years, the kids will get a unit on Nazi Germany, right? They won't talk about Soviet Russia. They won't talk about the the information that Robert Conquest provided to people at the time that the Soviet Union was exterminating people, throwing them into the gulags, taking their private property, and establishing basically state socialism through the um, political means of the Soviets rather than the Nazis, but it was essentially the same sort of end product. What gets me is they don't teach them about that stuff. The final lesson that they always get from any of their Nazi things or anything like that, they don't teach them how Hitler took over private property or seized weapons. It's always it's, – it's not good to dislike different kinds of people. That's the lesson that they get out of this touchy-feely thing that you can get on Oprah in five minutes. You know, of course, it's not good to hate people who are different. Right. And, and in fact, this is a lesson that's so easily learned by children. They already know it. Innately. Exactly. They don't talk I mean, about the inflation. Have to, they have to be taught hate. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, but the real lessons that we could apply to avoid future problems for our neighbors are not taught to people. I've got a uh, Nazi coin. It's a um, it's a Mark five Mark thing, and it says around the edge in German, obviously, mm-hmm. from the uh, from the uh, from the individual to the collective. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, they're they're socialists, and no one will say it. Let's go to Eddie in D.C. Eddie. Eddie. Hey. Hey, Eddie. You're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Eddie. Hey, I, I am. I'm here with uh, Meg and Will and Kathy, who were arrested today for peaceably selling lemonade oh how dare this you is lemonade freedom day for those that uh, don't know and uh, thanks for calling in eddie and letting us know about it people across the country well, you know, kids across the country setting up lemonade stands uh, to in reaction to local government officials going around and shutting down lemonade stands this important they don't have their licenses for serving food and drinks right, how is- can they possibly give something to someone that someone could possibly decide to ingest freely this 
this nor this 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 rite of passage, this important aspect of American culture, this Norman Rockwell esque thing. Well, we don't want kids going out there and selling lemonade. It's dangerous. So, so what happened? Yeah, what happened down there? Um, anybody want to start? Somebody. Well, we'll let uh, we'll let Will. He was one of the guys arrested, and uh, we'll let him go ahead and uh, and uh, give you an overview. Well, I took the uh, train down there from Philadelphia this morning and got there and met up with uh, the other activists and set up a table. They brought some lemonade. We, we guess all this part, Will. What, what, tell me about the arrest. <laughs> okay. Um, first, uh, one officer approached us and told us that we weren't allowed to sell lemonade he would sort of try to stand between potential customers and our booth and tell them that they couldn't buy anything. Those potential, those potential customers, of course, some of whom were having uh, their pockets picked to pay for that police officer who was protecting them from themselves. Yes, who was, you know, telling them what they couldn't do with themselves. Sorry, you can't freely uh, spend money on this, but we're going to take your money for the police officer. Nice. So they can tell you not to. So what happened then? It really really made me happy to see there were about five kids who ran sort of under the officer's arms and around him and bought lemonade from us during that time. (laughs) How old were the kids? Anywhere from like uh, uh, 10 years old, 7, 8. And what was amazing to see is that the children weren't brainwashed yet. Even with the police officers threatening the children, they still walked around the police and still lemonade from us. Oh, nice. Well, I, I, I think the kids probably just wanted some lemonade. I'm, I'm interested in this story. Uh, I'll hold you over here, uh, Eddie. 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855-453. It's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. But first, let's talk about Jurisdictionary.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, Jurisdictionary.com is, of course, for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys or people that do have attorneys and need to keep an eye on them and know what they should be doing. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney and the four CD course is so easy. The average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. 
you know, visit Jurisdictionary.com and download all the free tools they have there for you. Free legal flow chart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, use the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, then buy the course, Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out to let them know you heard, heard about it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Let's go back to Eddie in D.C. Eddie? Hey, it's Meg. Okay, Meg. Hey, Meg. How you guys doing? <laughs> all right, all right. You save us some of that lemonade, all right, girl? Oh, man, I didn't <laughs> say We actually ran out. Hey, it's very encouraging to hear what is going on. A, a little sign of protest against a really, really stupid concept. But, you know, a right, lot of people... This is Lemonade Freedom Day. Exactly. And, and uh, people across the country, kids and I guess some adults, too, across the country, serving lemonade from lemonade stands to, you know, to, to glorify this practice that is being cracked down upon by municipal authorities all across America. And, Meg, you got arrested today doing this. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I got um, three charges pending now. Which uh, I have to go to Fort Fort on October fourth. So it's what, two what did they charge you with? What did they charge you, Meg? Um, it was unlawful conduct, uh, spending without a permit, and failure to obey. <laughs> failure to obey. With this in America, land of the free, there's a charge called failure to obey. <laughs> yeah, we have the set. Let's we have we have a little bit of the setup. Let's get a, a picture of where you were, Meg, down in Washington D.C. Correct? Yep, we were right on the uh, Capitol front lawn. On the Capitol we front lawn. <laughs> how how quickly did the police appear? Uh, it was within a couple minutes of when we started. One walked down. And um, then more started coming, and pretty soon they formed a circle around us, and mm. then they started gaking off the area that we were in so that people couldn't walk through it. So we actually started walking to the edge to sell people lemonade at the fence. Yes. Yeah, we were a good free service. Now, what would they have done if you had, say, a bottle of lemonade, and you were walking along, and someone approached you and said, oh, man, I'm really thirsty. And you said, well, I'll tell you what. you know, I'll give this to you. I'll go buy another one. Uh, I'd like to make 25 cents profit on that. And they say, okay. Um, that mutually beneficial exchange would be seen as unlicensed and unlawful. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Now, let's think about the reasons why they might have these these ordinances there. They say it's to protect people, but really, uh, people can protect themselves. Uh, people can protect themselves in the marketplace. It's shown time and time again. Massachusetts is a great example, Meg. Uh, you know, I, I wrote about this one time. Supposedly, they have restaurant inspectors to protect you against bad restaurateurs who might poison you or make you sick. Of course, if they do make you sick, then the word is going to get around and people will not go there. If they don't even serve you well, if the prices are too high, if the food doesn't taste good, people will go someplace else because there are competitors. What they found was that in the entire state of Massachusetts, they only had two restaurant inspectors working any given week, <laughs> and one of them turned out a few months later to be on the take. Of course. So if we have a private marketplace where people make their own decisions, you have competing lemonade stands, you find out that one lemonade stand is awesome. Oh, man, everybody's going to go there. And then it turns out everybody tries to get better and better and better because the marketplace is there. Government stops us from checking our own interests. You guys are there to show that this licensing stuff is stupid. It, it, all it is is just the strong arm of government coming down and stopping people from associating with each other. 
you know, if something ever did happen to one of these licensed businesses, like if they serve food and everybody got sick, the person who licensed them, who said, you know, oh, your restaurant is up to par and good enough to serve the public, they don't get in trouble for giving them the license. It they happens. I mean, we, there was that story, uh, that probably been a year and a half to two years ago, uh, where I think it was, it was some restaurant in New York City had just gotten inspected, and then there was video of rats running around in it and you know it's the 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 idea that in these uh, health inspectors that the government sends around really do anything is is pretty pretty ludicrous they, you know they they're really not getting much done as far as making restaurants safe you know, restaurants I need to be safe go ahead what's this meg I worked in a restaurant once that was in a condemned building. We just paid off the health inspector. <laughs> and, and are they going to go into everyone's home and check out how the mothers or fathers are cooking for their kids, how the babysitters might be cooking because they're hired to take care of things for the family while they're away? You know, it's amazing, Meg, that I think some people might see what you're doing as, oh, there are those young radicals out there and they just want to show that they, they disrespect the police and the, the proper order of things but the police are supporting an order that is an unlawful immoral order as far as natural law goes it is an imposition an interposition of politicians and government people who are fed by stealing from you taxes and they are standing in the way of individuals. There's a larger issue here. It's about economics. It's about free choice. It's not just people who want to go and well, annoy police. Let's not forget that the cops have come after the kids in the lemonade stands, and that's why this stuff is happening. Exactly. You know, if, they, if they'd say to whomever send them out there, you know, look – Find some real call for me and not some, you know, I go, have me going at, out and hassling seven-year-olds over serving watered-down lemonade to people for too but, much money. But the, but the thing about it, Mark, is I don't think some people will make the connection. They'll see this emotional story about, oh, yeah, it's stupid to nail these, these little kids for lemonade stands, but they won't make the connection to the larger thing, which is just like we had a protester up here in New Hampshire protesting uh, unlicensed nail workers, uh, just like they... Manicures. Yeah, manicuring and things like that. Meg, you guys down there have done a similar thing in exposing the absurdity of having the state... Tell people that you cannot drink this from someone who wants to sell it. Uh, that there would be absolute chaos. People would be on the sidewalk selling things all the time. Well, maybe, maybe people could decide for themselves how much they wanted for sales out there. If they thought it was obnoxious, they wouldn't buy from you, and they would you wouldn't be there anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Like our very first customer just handed us a twenty. She didn't even want change, and she's just like, "I like what you guys are doing. Here you go." And so. It's an idea that people support, and it's it's really funny because after we were arrested, I found like I was asking uh, the uh, officer in my room, um, like, "Who's the victim in my crime?" And he said, "Society." Society is the victim from your lemonade. <laughs> you know, you're you know, a radical. You know who the victims are? Are the people who already kowtowed to the shakedown and paid all these license fees and now don't want competition against them in downtown Washington, D.C. for the sales of their sodas and their drinks who have these stores established. If you actually look at it, those people have been victims. Now they want to continue the victimization against people because they don't like the competition. Well, maybe they could become competition as well. Maybe a lot of people who support licensing and all these types of things don't want other people to enter the marketplace. It brings down prices 
it provides for greater competition and greater consumer um, greater consumer satisfaction. Maybe those people should work harder and get out there where you guys are and do the same thing. Maybe they should oppose that licensing from the start, and there'd be more opportunities for everyone to be satisfied. Yeah, and um, the funniest part about that is the fact that the complainant in all of our case was actually listed as society. Society. <laughs> I love how these cops know what society wants. Isn't it? Yeah. So you know what society wants? Society wants useless tax feeders to leave kids with lemonade stands alone. Society. That's what society exactly. wants. Government is the parasite off of society. <laughs> it can only exist by forcibly taking society's money. The Enlightenment thinkers, Thomas Jefferson used to write that there is a difference between society and government. Society is that which cr- we create ourselves. That's how we get productivity. That's how we get all the things that we want to, in our lives. And we get more of them them for less because we compete against each other and that's awesome government is that which takes from our extras that we've made or from what we need to exist and now impinges on us and bears down on us and weighs us down so what's what's the final outcome going to be on this meg real quick um, I'm not quite sure. I mean, it was a big success today, I think. A lot of people saw the problem and they supported us. Let's so see let, Let's see more of it, Meg. Let's see more. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Meg, thanks for the call. Give us a call at 855-450-3733. That's the SACL toll-free call in line at 855-450-FREE. And this is a live Saturday show. I know folks aren't used to that, uh, but that's what's going on here. You're getting live content because your radio station that you're listening to cares enough to send you Free Talk Live. There's not much live radio content in the United States, certainly not open lines, current events kind of shows like you're used to on these stations. Free Talk Live, one of the few, we're bringing it to you. You can go to freetalklive.com. Not only is the show interactive, but the website's interactive too. You can go there, post news stories, blog posts, whatever you want. People have voted up, voted down. You can do the same with other folks. And we've been talking about, well, a couple of different things. Uh, The Ron Paul phenomenon that's uh, sweeping the nation, as it were. Uh, you know, people, the mainstream media kind of trying to hush him up and then getting scolded, and now they're kind of making apologies. Also talking about Lemonade Freedom Day, folks uh, across the nation, kids across the nation setting up lemonade stands. I guess, uh, you know, t- to make money, to learn about the, imp- the importance of entrepreneurship and this rite of passage in the United States, and to stand up for against so many sort of shiftless bureaucrats who've been <laughs> shutting down kids' lemonade stands across the United States. Puerile nonsense. Free Talk Live. Go to freetalklive.com. What's the 800 number? 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Danielle in Missouri. Danielle? You're on with Gard and Mark. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Free Talk Live. What can we do for you tonight? Can we serve you some lemonade? Hi. <laughs> uh, well, from which stand? I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see if we can ship it over the over state lines, you know, without getting arrested. But uh, thanks for joining us. What can we do for you tonight? 
Well, I would like to talk about the Ron Paul birthday money bump. Today is Ron Paul's birthday. Hey, nice. It's H.P. Lovecraft's birthday, too. So good people all the way around. Ron Paul, happy birthday. Money bomb for Ron Paul? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. sir. All right. Now, what are the details on this? Well, um, we're trying to, by we, I mean all of Ron Paul supporters, because as you know, well, hopefully, he doesn't uh, take handouts from uh he, has, he does not have a hand in special interest and multinational corporations or anything right. like that. Any company that supports Ron Paul <laughs> really isn't in it for the handout, right? right I mean, on. all these exactly. other candidates, they've got Bank of America saying, hey, don't worry. We'll get we'll you take in there. care of you, right, Rick right. Perry. That's what we yeah. want, Rick Perry. That's right, exactly yeah. right. Ron Paul, Bank of America is not going to take care of him. If they're going to take care of him, they're going to take care of him. And, and you, know you know what? what I mean? And you know what? With your call right here coming through on the phone lines, this is a direct push against what Mark mentioned in the earlier hour, and which is over at the uh, Free Talk Live link for the uh, Learning Liberty uh, that Ben Powell discusses, the, the public choice phenomenon in politics, which is that – Oftentimes, the average person doesn't really have the time or money to invest in changing the system compared to the big corporations, the big businesses, the big special interest groups, the unions, which will shower candidates with money because they know that if they invest $999,000, they might get a special bill worth over a million dollars, and it'll yep. be a positive for them. Uh, the, the, so, for example, what you'll see, everybody, just to, to give you an idea of what we are fighting against or as they might say in Canada, against. Um, <laughs> what we're fighting is, for example, Archer's Daniels Midland, huge corn conglomerate. They lobby all the time to stop Cuban and uh, South American Brazilian sugar from coming into the United States. So they put a tariff, or they could just completely block it, from coming of, uh, upon that sugar, which raises the relative price of sugar. That's why like there's corn, corn syrup. Exactly. That's why there's corn sweetener in, in all everything. your breads and all your sodas. So instead of having manufacturers be able to get the relatively cheaper sugar, we all pay more now for corn syrup. The same thing with the ethanol regulations. So those people have an interest because they will make millions of dollars off of our extra expenditures. Now, for us to go down to Washington to lobby against these things would cost us tons of money. Right. So individually, so, so it's so not worth don't. our they while. Just, they, you know, they, they don't do anything. So about that's it. why we need the money bomb. Danielle, well, you can comment on the relative uh, merits of fructose versus sucrose. But <laughs> I would, <laughs> you know, the, the, what happened the last time with the Ron Paul campaign in 2008 is Ron Paul got a bunch of news stories because of his fundraising. They were trying to not report it. But Ron Paul beat the pants off of the other candidates in like one day uh, fundraising. Is, is that what they're going for this time with the birthday money bomb? Um, oh, I wish I could say. I know all I know is that their goal is uh, $1.5 million. They're going for 1000 or I mean, $1,500,000. And, and so far, uh, looking at his website here, we're up to $1,198,134.83. Wow. I'll donate. I'll donate tonight when I get off the air. <laughs> I am with I, you. I talked to my wife about doing the same thing, and I think that we're going to uh, to, to do just that. But but just because I'm giving to please people, don't think that I've got that, uh, you know, that I'm going to be able to make up the rest or anything. <laughs> Believe me, radio isn't full of rich guys, at least not this radio show. Danielle, anything else you want to share? Uh, yes. In order to donate, go to ronpaul2012.com. 
ronpaul2012.com. I am on the website right now. Thank you. As a gentleman who not only likes ladies but likes ladies of principle, thank you so much for mentioning this on the air. This isn't, of course, all about Ron Paul tonight. But as we opened up the program, he is a man of principle, and even Democrats out there who thought they were going to get changed, thought they were going to get a reduction in the warfare state, maybe they might want to think about this fine gentleman. Thanks a lot for letting us know. Thank you, Danielle. Um, you know, another thing is when you look at when you look at Ron Paul and you see sort of who he's up against, it's kind of it, it seems like a no-brainer to me because you've got Mitt Romney, who essentially, I guess, is to some extent running to repeal Obamacare. I mean, any any Republican that is not running to repeal Obamacare is a fool at this point. But he is the you know he's the governor that signed in Romney Care in Massachusetts. He's trying to duck and dodge behind the Tenth Amendment, saying that well, states are you know this is what they needed in the state and da 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 da. Come on, what a loser! You right. know, he just if this guy this guy is a sophist. He's pretending he understands the Constitution. There's also something in the Constitution, Mr. Romney, called the Contract Clause. The Contract Clause forbids states from interfering in the sanctity of private contract. So all of your regulations forcing people to buy insurance and telling insurance companies what they can do. And, folks, it's not just Massachusetts. In all the states, anytime you see these regulations placed on companies by your state legislatures, you might want to pick up the Constitution of the United States, which prohibits the states from interfering in the sanctity of private contract. Also, you're looking at Michelle Bachman, who's all against taxes, but she's worked as a tax attorney going after people <laughs> who didn't, quote unquote, pay their fair share or whatever. I find that you know, that's sick and weird to me. And, and, you know, Mark, one of the things is even if you think that Ron Paul doesn't have a chance. If, well, he has a chance that people vote for him. He has the same chance is, that any of these other politicians do right. because people would have to go out and but, vote for, for him. For example, I'm ideologically opposed to any state. As you know, I'm a libertarian anarchist and anarcho-capitalist. I don't want any government in any way whatsoever on a moral basis, on, a, on a, an efficacy basis, on a, on a practical basis. It never works. However – that some people might say, well, you're being a hypocritical. Then, well, but if you're you want also to donate, a constitutional expert. <laughs> well, I try to look into it because I, I have to deal with them on that, you know, on their level or whatever. But uh, some people might say, well, guard, you're being a hypocrite because uh, here you are, you know, you're talking about Ron Paul donating to his campaign. But you see, by donating to his campaign, I'm allowing him to get more time to buy ads to tell people about some of the same principles that I believe in, and. That allows more people to find out about this guy, to find him on YouTube, for him to pay staff members, not necessarily to – and I'd love it if he, if he were to get in there to change things. Even though I'm opposed to the state, I know the state's not going to be eliminated anytime soon, and he would be the best bet to try to reduce the humongous leviathan that the government has become in the federal on the federal level. But um, to me, it, it would be just wonderful to be able to see him be able to talk about more issues, to get his stuff explained better. And with more money, it lets him do it. Absolutely. And that's the one thing uh, that, that – that's, that, that's what I like is Ron Paul gets a bigger podium whenever – he gets some more money. He's up against these other politicians. Last one, Rick Perry. Um, I guess this, this this guy backed down from the federal government on the TSA oh, he issue. Um, when, he was, yeah, yeah they, they, the Texas was poised to protect its citizens. In you some know, way. you know, the secret deal about that is he never wanted it to to get through in the first place. He pulled freedom. all these. Yeah, he's real slippery. That Perry guy. Free talk. 
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. That's some pretty dramatic music there, isn't it? It's like a giant marching across the political landscape. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's Free Talk Live. (laughs) 855-450-3733. Give us a call. We'll talk to you about, well, whatever you want to talk about. It's yours. Take take control of the airwaves. He's Mark. I'm Gardner. I'm filling in for Ian. And uh, Mark is is manning the the main post tonight behind the board. So give us a call. Pushing the buttons. And and somebody's got to push the buttons. And Mark, thank you. Thank you, by the way, for letting me come in here. You know, (laughs) thanks um, for coming. I really appreciate it. It's great stuff. And and we love all the listeners and, of course, our supporters. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value has been trending upward with time. Just find out more. Just find out more by going to weusecoins.org. Again, it's weusecoins.org. Let's go to Clem in South Carolina. Clem. Hi, guys. Appreciate you taking the call. Appreciate you calling, Clem. How you doing tonight? Good. Doing great. Doing great. Uh, After following this uh, budget reduction fiasco, (laughs) I got to thinking that uh, if if we get enough petitions together, uh, petition drive to reduce the salaries of all those politicians by about 20% until they get their act together and fix this country, and then we set up a system of uh, pay for progression. They get it back when the country's on an even keel. That'll weed out the people who are in it for the money. Uh, it just it, it'll send a message. Uh, as long as we're not holding anybody accountable, they'll do what they want to do, or or just continue to to really screw things up. D- define an even keel. That's exactly what I was going to ask. This is really what it comes down to: is politicians write stuff like this all the they'll time? They'll tell you they're on an even keel now. You the, know, the right. Um, I, th- I think that uh, the Fifth Amendment. Uh, Outlaws unreasonable search and seizure. Is Fourth that right? Amendment. Fourth Amendment. You um, must have a warrant. Well, you must have a warrant. But it has to be a, a, for reasonable search and seizure. And then but, the, but the politicians reason- decide what reasonable is. And yeah. essentially what that means now is a cop asks for it and a judge gives it a rubber stamp and off it goes. Yeah. Or they don't even well, have to have something from the judge. And, of course, monetarily or budget-wise, um, they've got the Fed in their back pocket. So they'll always say – for example, here's a, here's a great example, my, my friend. You know, here we are talking on the phone. People are listening on the, on the radio and so on. There are a couple points that I bet hundreds of thousands of people listening did not know and something that I picked up just a little while ago. Uh, first of all, I bet you didn't know that 70% of all U.S. long-term bonds over the past – since the beginning of this year, 70% of them had been purchased by whom? No, not those evil, scary Chinese. No, the, the Fed. 
the Fed because the Fed but yeah because foreign nations people in foreign nations know that if they get long term bonds when they get brought back to them and they're supposed to be paid off they'll be paid off with worthless dollars funded by the creation either by the Treasury Department or the Federal Reserve it's just a big shell game going back and forth so the Fed buys them the Fed, the, the federal government gets the money and then the federal government pays it back with more money borrowed from the Fed. So it's ridiculous. So the the I, I love your concept, but the question is, how do you work that? And I think one of the ways is to at least try to conform to what the Constitution says and then go beyond it and say, we're trying to open up free markets as much as possible. The thing that opposes government the best is freedom to choose your products and your associations. And if we can keep stressing that to people and show them why it improves their lives, why it's better for them, we can start to win some arguments. Great, great ideas, man. Keep the conversation going. Rock on, man. Thanks, Clem. Appreciate right. the call. Sure. Let's go to Ty in Tennessee. Ty? Well, it must be a conspiracy. You got Gardner Goldsmith there tonight. How about that? <laughs> hey, Ty, it's thanks a Liberty for Liberty Conspiracy. Liberty Conspiracy is our website uh, that I, I uh, we post audios and so on at Liberty that's, Conspiracy. That's your, your website. It yes. is my uh, my website. Yes, and you know you know it's funny, Ty. I was watching this interview with Ron Paul today, and and uh, they actually mentioned how he's in a, he's in a minority. He goes, well, uh, yeah, it's a conspiracy. It's like a conspiracy for liberty. And I'm like, yeah, way to go, Ron Paul. Way to go. <laughs> thanks for thanks for the call, Ty. What can we do for you tonight? Well, I just wanted to talk also about Ron Paul, and I, I think you nailed it right on the head that uh, it's it's not so much that he can get in there and make changes because the changes have to come. We have to reach a critical mass of people realizing that it's it's a matter of society itself returning to principle, and that means that people need to learn the principles of liberty and apply them in their daily lives. Right. Once that happens and a critical mass is reached, it's going to happen automatically. You don't need a ruler or a champion, you are your champion. Ty, are you, you're, you're familiar with Glenn Jacobs, right? Kane from the WWE, correct? Yes, yes, I've heard him okay. on your uh, podcast a few times. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and, 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 he and, I, he and I talk a lot, and um, not to reveal too much, but this is the same sort of thing. You're expressing the same sort of thing, which he, and he's one of the most intelligent people I know. The, the man is a genius. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, we often talk about, you know, what what is the best way to apply our skills? You know, I'll say, you know, what do you think? What do you think, Glenn? What's the best way for me to apply my skills? You know, and, and how about other people in the freedom movement? Everybody picks and chooses their way to do it. But I think one of the key things is if you're if you're working in the political realm, you need to continue educating people. You're not going to get just like you say, you're not going to get that political mass unless you can explain to people. For example, Tea Party people might agree with us that the Federal Reserve is bad. They might agree with us that bailouts are bad. They might agree with us that the uh, government medical fascism bill is bad. But then when you talk to them about immigration, they want a bigger government. They want the government to invade businesses and check on and tell them who they can employ and who they cannot employ. That's an, that's an infringement. First of all, the federal government's not supposed to have anything to do with it anyway. It's a state issue if you read the Constitution, as I've mentioned many times on the podcast. But it's an infringement in free association. And it is it is destructive to our liberties and our economy. But it's very difficult to explain that to people. They think that the foreigners are stealing American jobs. They don't like outsourcing. So it's incumbent on us to to and, you know, maybe we'll get into it further on this program or, you know, uh, in personal conversations with each other or our, our neighbors. But we need to express to people why it's important to leave their neighbors alone and not use government in all these facets. That's why. 
over the past year or so, the Tea Party has sort of verged away from what Ron Paul originally started, and then they've embraced all these things like the borders. Oh, we got to keep the borders up, and and you know, fight Iran and all these things because they they. They don't perceive it all the way through. They don't carry the syllogism, that logic, all the way through to the to the on all the issues. You know, right? They're not rooted in principle. Exactly. You say it in a principle nutshell, man. Liberty. Yeah, yeah. You say it better than hey, I do, thanks, brother. Guys, great show. Great thanks, show. Ty. Appreciate thanks. the call, Ty. Let's go to Tim in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Excuse me, Tim. Yeah. How are you guys doing? All's hey. well. What'd you call about? Well, I wanted to talk to you philosophically about your libertarianism. Okay. Um, I, I, I love listening to Ron Paul. I think he's got a lot of good ideas. I think his, his quips are fantastic. But I'm a conservative. Okay. And where, where I draw the distinction between conservatism and libertarianism is in your, your streak for anarchy. Okay. Um, I, I think the state, one of the, one of the reasons the state exists is to enforce morality. For all law really is is morality with peace. And okay. So Good tease, Tim. Hold office. the line if you would. Certainly. And you can go give us a call at 855-450-3733. 855-450-8373. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line at 855-450-3733. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. We'll be happy to talk to you. Get your liberty message out with thousands to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with Liberty Stickers. Excuse me, dot com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings over there at LibertyStickers.com, and you can get them for the back of your, your bumper. I have one on the back of my car. It says, Barack Obama has fired more cruise missiles than all other Peace Prize winners combined. <laughs> and you can get that one or many others from LibertyStickers.com. They're awesome. If you want to buy them in bulk and sell them at your store or flea marketplace or whatever, they've got bulk pricing. LibertyStickers.com. And Mark, thank you very much for letting me sit in for Ian tonight. It's great to be here on Free Talk Live on a Saturday. I'm Gardner Goldsmith, by the way. He from is, LibertyConspiracy.com. LibertyConspiracy.com. Head over to the website. Love to have you there. And, and uh, it's great to have you here. And Ian, more power to you, man. Love, love you and can't wait for you to come back. Let's talk. Uh, get back to Tim in Virginia Beach. Tim? Hey, guys. Hey, Tim. So, uh, the last segment, you uh, teased us with uh, you think that uh, the difference between libertarianism and conservatism is that the government needs to legislate morality. Is that correct? Absolutely. So need to I, ask a couple questions. Of right. I guess, I guess I've got a couple of questions because I don't think conservatism means the government legislates morality. I think what conservatism is is, in fact, a beckoning back to some time in the past when life was better. Most conservatives now think back to, you know, the Eisenhower time when boys rolled up cigarettes in their arm sleeves and and girls had little poodles on their skirts back when America was America and black people could barely vote or whatever. And I'm not saying the conservatives don't like black people. I know that that's not true. I'm just saying that let's let's remember that America had some problems in the 50s at the same time. And I there's a story my grandmother told uh, my grandmother told about her her mother beating um, her boys with sticks when she found them with playing cards in the house now i'd say my great-grandmother was a pretty conservative gal wouldn't you well uh, you're, you're changing definitions on me um I, and I don't want to go back to the 1950s i'd like to go back to the 1750s okay in terms of uh, in terms of a moral code that was imposed on the people 
So you're, you're changing definitions on me. Again, if you and I went out to dinner, we would probably agree on 95 to 90. I absolutely agree. I, my, my, question, my question to you is, what do you, find as mor- what do you define as moral? Within the American context, the, the moral question would be answered by reference to the uh, Christian ethic. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, but this is, is this was the ethic that my great grandmother used to beat her boys with sticks, right? Just, and, and and I have to well, say, I, I don't. Uh, again, you're 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 asking me to. I'm giving you a principled position. I'm not going to judge okay. your grandmother because I don't know all of the circumstances. Actually, it's great grandmother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My fault, great grandmother. If you're asking me about the propriety. Of uh, of uh, um, uh, spanking your children, then that's an entirely. I'm actually talking about gambling. Um, do you believe that people should be able to do with their money as they please? Well, it depends. I certainly don't believe they should be able to hire prostitutes or assassins to take out family members or to take out their enemies. Well, I, I would not relate. Do you think a girl should be able to trade sex for a date? Absolutely not. Do you think? Do that... you think that goes on? Sure, I, I think I think every conceivable moral wrong goes wrong. Let me, I think let me, goes let me, wrong, but that doesn't mean I want to justify it. Let me ask you uh, one question quickly, and then go into the broader question because you open up a very, very heavy philosophical question, which re- yes, really sir. needs definition, very, yeah. very much so. Do you honestly correlate or connect a voluntary exchange of sex for money? And whether or not there's a John involved, let's say hypothetically there's, there is no John involved. Maybe a woman a wants to improve – I mean a, a pimp. A woman wants to improve her life. She says, I will take money and I will give you physical pleasure for it. The man says yes, or it could be the other way around. Who knows what it is? Are you, are you actually saying that that is comparable to hiring someone to offensively go out and take an innocent life? Absolutely. Again, both are immoral. One no. is fornication, one is murder. Isn't stealing, uh, isn't stealing uh, uh, immoral too, though? Absolutely. So why in the world would you hire an agency to take money from me who disagrees with your stance to, in order to enforce what you want? Doesn't that make you immoral? I mean, if I hire a hitman to go out and hit you, it's just, I mean, the difference between an armed gang and the government is only size, right? Yeah, what if I don't want to pay for the police force? It, it's morality, which is why I can tell my children what to do, but you can't. So but you're if stealing you've got, from me. You're advocating stealing. I want you to explain yes. to your kids no. how you can advocate if, theft. If the majority says no. it's okay to take my money for the police force to support what you view as moral, that's not stealing? Well, no, because, again, we're dealing with authoritative systems. You believe in some sort of authority, or are you true anarchist? I do believe uh, – I, I believe that the individuals have the right to choose uh, you know, what they want for themselves and their lives. I think that we need to have governmental bodies, and by that I mean you know, governments that people choose for themselves – and I don't think they necessarily need to be tied to land masses because when they are tied to land masses, people that believe in stealing, like you do, will use those agencies to enforce their will upon other people. All okay, I but, think. But wait a minute. Well, let's deal with the philosophical issue here because we both believe in governmental authorities. We both believe they need to be funded. And so we're both talking about um, not how government is going to be funded. Oh, yes. We're talking about how government should be funded. Government should only be funded by people who want it. In the same way that Walmart should not be able to charge me for the ladder that somebody else bought, if I don't go in and buy a ladder, then that's that's how it should be administered. Just just to step in quickly, what he what hold on hold on a second. What 
wait a second. What Mark is saying may be uh, better defined for, for easier acceptance as governance rather than government as in the state. Uh, Mark is talking about voluntarily paying for the services which you want to see as opposed to having the money forcibly taken from you whether you like it or not, which is stealing. Now, again, I would disagree with your definition. Okay, so okay. if we well, live in a... your argument yes. for government is the same argument that liberals use to get what they want. They say, well, it's immoral not to educate children, so we have to steal money from you to pay for this public school system where we'll indoctrinate them with socialism and put condoms on cucumbers and all the other things that they do. Your argument okay. is really not an argument for conservatism. Your it's argument for your... Is a, your, yours is an argument for authoritarianism. And it's for your morality over someone else's morality. You think you've got the whole on what really should be the morality that the state supports. They think they've got the hold on what they think is the morality the state supports. You believe this based on, on a 1750s paradigm. They believe that the 1750s paradigm was faulty. They have a new idea. What yep. we're saying is all of it is predicated on theft. If you do not think so, then you will agree that it can be used for whatever morality someone wants. It just happens to be the one you want, and that is force. I, I, well, I have no problem with force. Okay, the Okay. well, there we go. Then you're no, immoral. I don't think, but wait a minute. You don't either. No, I do. I do. I do. I am. Force should be used if force is used against you. Aggressive force, aggressive force is, is wrong. Is wrong. And if okay, you so try it in your neighborhood, you let's, let's else, try this. You're just arguing about which direction right. the, the water should go around the toilet bowl because it's all going down. Right. Dude. You're talking about morality, and and here's that large issue: the the 16 tons that Mark started to drop on you. Um, here is the the thing: your definition of morality cannot work it cannot function without well, I don't know my definition so you can't you said it was that. the bible but the thing is the thing is well, you're but, saying but that's Listen. that's what i'm saying your definition of morality cannot function unless you express to us what it is and beginning with theft is not a good way to do it now you don't believe it's theft and i will ask you I don't buy your presumption, and I don't. Buy okay. Your well, let's okay. let's ask let's ask Relativism. the question. Let's let's ask the question. Let's ask the question here, and and it does lead towards relativism, which is very interesting because a lot of conservatives don't believe. A lot of conservatives, do you believe that seeing reality is a subjective experience, sir? No. It is not. You mean so? Immanuel Kant, as much as Ayn Rand disagree with him. Immanuel Kant was wrong in saying that we all perceive reality through our own eyes. Well, okay, again, you're trying to backdoor me into relativism. It is relative, man. You can't get around it. Tim, I appreciate the call. Uh, we've got a bunch of people on hold, and you know we could go on this all it night just, long. It just so happens that the majority of us tend to think along the same lines. We don't need the government. We can form these associations ourselves without theft. Call again next week, Tim. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live. 
Give us a call at 855-453-FREE. It's the SACL toll-free call-in line. And you can't listen to talk radio without hearing ads for gold. Uh, but before you go and buy one, buy from one of those folks, check out gold.freetalklive.com. We have teamed up with Midas Resources, one of the big names in gold and silver here in the United States. And we offer some of the very best rates so go check out gold.freetalklive.com before you buy any place else because we put some coins there that you can comparison shop at all these other places. They're common coins intended to get gold and silver into your hands. You can comparison shop because this is the way that you really make money on an investment. You've got to buy low in order to sell high. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Dot com. And gold is going to be going up some more. Some, it, it, it doesn't seem to have Quantitative easing three will be coming in about a quarter or two. I see no ceiling. Let's go to Steve in Enid, Oklahoma, listening to KGWA. Steve? Yes, sir. Greetings. What would you like to talk about? Yeah, greetings to you. Well, number one, uh, I'm not a cop. Never have had much use for him, but uh, who would uh, hold the piece? If it wasn't for them, well, well that's I guess a great you have question. To, you have to first off ask what the what the piece is. Uh, you know, I mean, when you when you look well, at it's okay. The piece is this guy breaking in my back door right now. All right, let's let's walk it's through that then. That. Let's walk through that then. Um, yeah, we we agree that you know. generally speaking, the piece is something that we generally the majority of people tend to agree on. Uh, uh, there are those exceptions, and we try to exclude the bad actors and keep the good people around us. That's why we, the state has the prison system, supposedly. Take the bad guys out, keep us safe and away from the bad guys. So right. if we generally agree to that anyway, why do we have to employ an agency of force which has a legal monopoly on it to steal from our neighbor when we're trying to stop that theft in the first place? It's illogical. So beyond that, then we say, well, okay, that. well, that's you it. That's your, your next neighbor, question. I mean. Your next question is exactly right. Then we say, practically speaking, how do we do that? Well, I, let's look an, at history. Yeah, I've got an example here. During Kat- I mean, what are we, a vigilante society? During though? Hurricane Katrina, there are only two fo- yeah, types of folks. Uh, Biggest fall down. I was living in Louisiana at the time. During that time, the only uh, folks that were left, it, it appeared, were largely, there was a larger percentage left of cops and criminals. And what what did the cops start doing? They went started looting stores. Um, yes. and, and now well, I'm not saying that every yeah, police officer would do such a thing, but the fact is that that it, what it shows is that sort of the populace is what keeps crime down, not police. The if you if you ask an armed criminal whether he'd go to a house no, that actually, says, actually, I believe it was the uh, United States Coast Guard and the military. No, that's bogus. That's the United bogus. States Co- military. Uh, I think it was the military. That. The military came in and took guns from people. The the. No. That's a lie. It is not a lie. You I can go see there, the video. I was there in Louisiana. You can go see. I, I don't care where you were. I was in. Chef, I was in Greece, but I can't chef, speak Greek. The fact the is, the video the is on. City took guns from people. What's that? The mayor, uh, Ray Megan, took guns from people. So who? Who? What did you? National what did, what guard, did he use? The national guard went around and, and disarmed people. And and either way, either way, here's the thing. That's a lie. It's not. Go watch the videos. National it's, guard it's, disarm it's YouTube. Yeah. The National Guard. Oh, please. The okay. National Guard was never called in. What? They were there. I saw the videos, dude. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it was Biloxi. I, I couldn't tell you. I that was mean, one of the big complaints, that they didn't bring them in soon enough. George Bush didn't bring them in soon enough. They got there. They were there. I had a friend. I'll, I'll give you an example. It was Bush's fault because the government didn't show up center. 
Look, I'm I'm not talking about I'm not going to try to loud or degrade George Bush. What we're talking about is is your question, and I think it's a very val- valuable question. The the question is, uh, you know, you worry, you say, look, you know, I know the government screws up sometimes. Uh, you know, maybe maybe people disagree on where they screwed up or whatever. But what would the answer be if you eliminated that that mechanism to fund the police uh, through the state? Well, would here, you? Here's the deal, and it's not against you guys or anything. Common decency. Okay, so that's, common decency. That's the lesson everybody needs to learn. Right common on. Decency. Right. Okay. Now, if we look at common, and this is exactly you're you're going exactly where I wanted to go. All right. You're familiar with the British common law, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. The British common law arose in the feudal system, and it was not imposed on people by so-called lawmakers. It was an organically created thing that people came up with because the majority of people tend not to like being stolen from and robbed or hurt or raped or anything. Right. Which is what's happening right now. Right. And the government is the greatest mechanism by which that happens. Now, you can say I'd like to – I, I understand. Let me just get through. Let me just get through the thought process and, and sorry, before you respond. Okay. So, so we can see your your question is how would you get some sort of policing activity if you didn't have that nugget of at least something that John Locke in the Second Treatise said, which is that government should be there for the policing force only to enforce contracts. No, I don't believe that. Okay. I don't believe, so I believe if. Uh, I was in Lake Charles, well, actually, in a little town called Manny. Rita hit us. It is just as hard as Katrina. Just, we didn't break a levee. Uh, everything was out. You know, it was torn up. We were devastated. If I could have gotten there to help, I would have. The only people that could have gotten there was the military and the police. The police of uh, New Orleans... <laughs> were crooked. They were crooked before the hurricane, and they're damn sure crooked after. Okay. You had a crooked mayor, a crooked governor, sitting there blaming, I'm sorry, he didn't tell me to evacuate the city, and it's his fault. His we fault, we Okay, I, I've got to stop you. We, we're familiar with many of the complaints. We know the anecdotal stories. We also know other anecdotes. Yeah, you know, but but the question... You, but but the point that you brought up is not an anecdotal point. You brought up a philosophical, pil- political philosophical question, and I yeah, thought that your question was. But but I'm trying. I'm thank you for the call. I'm trying to address his point, which was how would you get a police police function if you didn't have what seems to be what he would support, the basic function of a so-called small government conservative, which is that governance is supposed to be there for the state to stop theft and you have to have the police. And what we're saying is if you look in history, you find, A, that most crimes by the tune of like 300 percent are stopped by non-police in the country, by armed non-police civilians. The police arrive after the fact. B, if you look back at history at things like Katrina, the first people to show up to help were the Salvation Army and Walmart. And then later they were pushed back. There are cases in the courtrooms. And if you want to talk anecdotes, there are cases in the courtrooms that show the private entities went in there to help. And if you look back at the British common law, 
if you look back well, at ancient another Ireland, another thing you can look back is that, um, in fact, there's the uh, the the phenomenon of cops is relatively new. I believe it's about 150 to 180 years old, and it started in London. Most communities that you are living in now have not had police all along. They may have had a sheriff who handled the county jail and the the jailing of somebody who was accused of a crime, but not this law enforcement apparatus as we see today. And you really need to ask: Is crime really diminished? that much and and you know mark i think you know to to be positive about our the conversation we just had you know we we were getting off the mark and i i i think it's more fruitful to try to stick with what his original question was and and that's the sort of thing you can complain about what happened in katrina as much as you want you can bring up examples about how the police work or don't work or whatever but we are trying to address what is the moral side of it? And people have been asking us questions. Well, you believe in the morality of leaving your neighbor alone, but how would your society function? So I thought that was what he wanted to know. But he didn't want us to get to that, evidently. Well, let's go to Mark in Huntsville. Mark? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Listen, I've been listening to your show now for going on about a month uh, since you came on down here. And uh, uh, I'm one of those disaffected liberals that will probably end up uh, voting for Ron Paul in the Republican primary. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of things I don't agree with you guys on, and that that's great and everything, but you're definitely something different. You're definitely thought-provoking. But I heard Ron Paul make a statement the other day that kind of bothered me. He, he stated that he was emphatically anti-abortion because of his position as a physician, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he took a moralist viewpoint on that, and that's something I didn't expect to hear him say. I've always identified uh, a, a lady's right to choose as, as you know, and what to do with her own body that way is a liberty issue for me. Well, a liberty and, issue uh, – let, let me let me step down with you, Mark. And one thing that Ron Paul believes, and I don't know if you heard this when he said it, is Ron Paul believes that that is a state's rights issue, not a, an issue of the federal government. The yeah. federal government shouldn't be involved. So as a president, he wouldn't have any say in that. Do you understand that? Yeah, I can understand that, but I think it's a fundamental liberty issue for the whole country. All right, well, I'll hold on. I'll hold on to you. We can discuss the what is talk radio hell, which is abortion, in just a minute. Free talk live. But I. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. It is the well, it's it's the show about your calls. So let's go into calls here with Cliff in Miami, Florida. Cliff? Can you hear? Can somebody hear Cliff? Hello. Hey, Hello. there's Cliff. Hi, Cliff. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, well... Um, Go ahead. No, no, we're just finding out what's going on with you. You lead us, brother. It's your show. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm sure you guys are already aware of this. I'm not sure somebody called in during the first hour about this, but today is uh, Ron Paul's 76th birthday. Yes. And I'm not a political guy, but I do think, you know, I mean, what he's been doing for the last, I don't know, last five years, six years, I've been aware of him, you know, it's been, you know, fantastic as far as I'm concerned. 
And whether or not, I mean, I'm not a political guy, but I, you know, I've, I, I went over there and, and uh, they're doing a money bomb today. Yep. And I would encourage anybody out there or everybody out there to participate and give whatever you can, whether it's uh, five dollars or you know five thousand dollars. You know, go ahead and uh, and just you know wish him a happy birthday. He's doing a great job for you know whether or not you believe in, in what he's saying, hundred percent. But he's saying, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he has the biggest stage, the biggest mic. And his ideas are good. He's so, saying you know, something new that no, that that's not getting heard. I mean, the the Amer- America knows what having Republicans in charge is like because, well, we had that from 2000 to 2006. We know what it's like to have Democrats in charge. Um, we had that from 2008 to 2010. And it, frankly, it's a lot like each other, which is government growth, government tyranny, uh, the, the abrogation of civil liberties. We have that over and over again. It's trying. It's time to try something new. And I think Ron Paul's that thing. Yeah. This this um, applause that people hear uh, for Ron Paul from people like you and people like us uh, isn't just because of a personality or something like that. Uh, He's not just an icon. He stands for so many principles uh, which have been completely forgotten by the moneyed, politically connected, back-rubbing, back-scratching people in both parties. And uh, the real ideas that he discusses really are important for us, whether it's uh, free markets, whether it's uh, decreasing taxes, whether it's elimination of the Federal Reserve, uh, sound money principles, the Constitution, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment, the Ninth Amendment, uh, what's actually written by the Founding Fathers in the Constitution, those types of things. And I'm an, I'm an anarchist. I'm a free market anarchist. But I, I think that if any politician is going to go in there and he's going to swear an oath to defend and protect the United States Constitution, the only guy who does it is Ron Paul. I got to agree with you guys. And first and foremost, regardless of whatever anybody else has to say, I'm a, I mean, I would consider myself part of the younger generation. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 31 years old, you know, so I wouldn't exactly call my. I mean, I'm getting up there, but I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, what moving I on up. Ron Paul can win. Yeah, Ron Paul can win. Speaking Ron Paul can win if people person. donate to his campaign and vote for him. If they don't Absolutely. vote, if they don't donate to his campaign and don't vote for him, he won't win. And that's the same thing. That's that's the same thing that's true with other people's uh, candidates out there. All the other people that are running, <laughs> you know, the only reason you think they can win is you think somebody else is going to vote for them, and that's because that's all we've ever had. Well, if <laughs> is these uh, the, you know these the same old same old from the Republicans and the Democrats. If we don't do something different, you're never going to get anything different. If you keep doing the same thing that you've always done because you think the next guy is going to do the same thing they've always done. Well, you're going to get the same thing we've always gotten. And why? Is your vote so valuable that you need to throw it after after a candidate to that you think is going to win? If you think they're going to win, let them win. Just and put your vote where you believe it's the right place for it. Cliff, thank you for the call. Great call, Cliff. Let's go to let's go to George calling from DC. George? Hey, Mark. What's going on? It sounds like you're calling from the middle of a bathroom. Um, I'm, oh, I'm in the car, actually, here. Um, basically, I was calling because I've been getting a lot of people opting out at the airport. It's a big deal and all that stuff. You are, a TS, you are a TSA agent? Yep. Oh, and great. God, you knew this for years. Come on now. <laughs> anyway... Um, basically, I want to support um, the audience on how to opt out properly. Lesson one, don't automatically say you're going to opt, um, opt out to the first PSA guy you see, because you might not get picked for it. But anyway, there's a good chance you just might go through the walk-through metal detector. So why should you uh, get to, like say, oh, I'm not going to go through that box so, scanner right now. So, so first thing you, know, you say... Uh, 
First thing you say is, uh, you know, uh, you're not going to be the, you're not going through the, before, before you, you're waiting to find out. George, I, George I've got to let you go. Sorry about it. Uh, the audio is just too bad. Oh, that's a bummer. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't realize that was the George. I had no that's idea. TSA George. Yeah, yes. TSA George. Uh, you know, his first piece, first piece of advice is wait until they actually ask you to go through the backscatter machine if you want to opt out before you say, I'm going to opt out. Don't just walk up and say, I'm an opt out! Yeah. Because that's not going to really do anything. But you see, the, the thing that bothers me is it's a false option. And I've mentioned this over the Liberty Conspiracy side on some podcasts. Uh, you know, there's there's a term, anybody who's interested in, in constitutional jurisprudence, uh, you know, because it's it's great to pick up someone from the opposite gender or perhaps the same sex if you're interested in that. What does that um, have to do with jurisprudence? What? Uh, well, see, oh, the, the deal is, yeah, there's a, there's a term no, in not. constitutional <laughs> jurisprudence, which is always popular in bars, um, Hey, baby, can I tell you about uh, constitutional jurisprudence? Yeah, it's it's called unconstitutional conditions. OK. And um, what happens is I actually got to tell a bunch of people about this at various airports the past couple months. Uh, what happens is it's when the uh, government, whether it's a local state or federal government or county government, <clears throat> sets up a prerequisite for you to have to conform to something. And um, if you are going to get a so-called government service. So, for example, the airports, the government insinuates, the federal government insinuates itself in the air routes and starting in 1920 with lighted air routes for the United States Postal Service. From that point, Roosevelt starts handing out money to different mayors, different governors. You get all these municipal airports. It continues through the 60s with Lyndon Johnson. Uh, So, for example, why do we have two airports in the air system in Chicago, which is one of the worst places to have a hub, because it's one of the most corrupt political cities in the universe. So, for example, they set up these conditions. They say if you are going to fly, you will give up your Fourth Amendment rights against unwarranted searches and seizures. They've tried to do this in other places, like in federal housing communities in Detroit. They tried to say if you're going to live in this federal housing community, you've got to give up your right against Fourth Amendment uh, Fourth Amendment abridgments. We've got to search for drugs. Supreme Court found that unconstitutional. But they are they're they're tricky on it. Sometimes they rule against these things. Sometimes they rule in favor of them. They would probably rule in favor of the federal government breaching your Fourth Amendment in the airport. Oh, I don't trust the Supreme Court at all. Let's so they to- call it a choice, but it's not really a choice. Gotcha. Let's go to Kevin in Indianapolis. Kevin? First of all, I have to tell you, the show is so much better than the last two weeks. The I last two weeks? Well, however long Ian's been gone. Oh, you pre- you prefer uh, Ian not being here. Okay. I well, I'm no. I'm just being an objective observer. I just think the show flows much better. I personally really agree with just about everything you say. Every time, I think you have a lot of common sense, uh, a lot of maturity behind what you say. I am called the voice of reason on the show. Yes, and the other people you brought in are so much more like tonight. Twice, two or three times you said, "Hey, let's stay on topic," and and it's just it just flows so much better. It's just more cohesive. So. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks. What do you want to ask about? Um, Talk about. First of all, most important amendment to me is the Twenty First Amendment. Which one is that? uh, uh, Banning prohibition. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason being, a lot of our crime is because we regulate laws and put people in prison that shouldn't be there, and we spend an enormous amount of money. And uh, I really believe, you know, I've heard you speak about it. You know, we need to do, uh, we need to make certain things legal. And, you know, it would not only help the economy, but we quit wasting money on law. 
and spending money on law enforcement that we is unnecessary. Hey, you know, just to bring in, you make a great point that addresses something that an earlier caller uh, brought up. I don't know if you got to hear him. He was saying that he would use the state to impose morality of a 1750s style. And we never really got to have him actually address what he believes is moral. Uh, we ended up just saying that morals are subjective. But if you do have the state trying to stop these voluntary things, they're still going to happen. They become underground, and then they get violent because of the profit motive. Kevin, you didn't right. get much time to talk. Do you want to yes. hold through? If you like, that's Great. fine. Uh, we'll hold you through. Kevin, 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-FREE. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's Free Talk Live. That's what we do. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Free State Project is a, is a, is a project to move 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to one state where they can actually have an effect on government because, frankly, it's not working having them spread out over all 50 states. So if you're interested in this idea, you believe in the ideas of liberty, and you really want to do something about it because it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to do something. Go to freestateproject.org. Find out about all the things that have happened already in New Hampshire and so many more that are going to happen. It's freestateproject.org. Let's go back to Kevin in Indianapolis. Kevin? Hi. Um, part of what I believe you're talking about with that gentleman when you're going to regulate something back to the 1700s and morals, obviously that's not going to work. Um, and then again, you spend more money trying to regulate people's behavior. I'm a firm believer in if you do legalize uh, drugs, you do legalize prostitution and gambling, you have to prepare for the consequences. But what I would rather do, just like with a gun in my home, I don't want them to outlaw guns. In fact, I think everybody should walk around carrying a gun. You need to educate everyone on, the, on gun safety and how to properly use a gun. And, you know, same thing with drugs. Drugs, prostitution, gambling. It's all a self-regulated situation. And isn't it interesting as well how we have added burdens, added costs because of this prohibition, because of this morality, this legislation of morality into areas of uh, social interaction where the state should definitely not be involved. It drives it all underground. You get violence. You get weird profit incentives and things like that. And at the same time, you have the added burden of society having to pay for the larger police state to try to eliminate it. So not only do you have the underground economy and you have violence that, that spills over 
over into uh, people who aren't even participating in it voluntarily. It's not their fault, and they, they're caught in the crossfire sometimes. But then you get the state and the burden of the state, which is a hidden cost because so many people don't even realize that they think, oh, well, we've got to fund the police. Well, we've got to fund the prisons. The prisons are overcrowded because of all these nonviolent offenders. I, it's an excellent, excellent point to make, especially when – you know, one of the key things that we need to make sure we address, I think, when we talk to conservatives is they often hold on this idea that morals aren't relative. Well, I'm sorry, but morals are based on what each of us actually believes. And morality might be defined by most people as that which supports life and, and promotes life. To some people, maybe some exceptional people, maybe it, it doesn't doesn't mean that. Maybe they're murderers. Maybe they're sociopaths. But we generally agree on these things. So if we generally tend to agree on these things, we don't need the state to define these things. We don't need the government to define these things. We can come up with these things voluntarily, which is exactly what they used to do in ages past. And they didn't have laws against these types of things. People let their neighbors live. Live and let live, for God's sake. But, but every action does have a consequence. So you do yep. have to be aware if you legalize marijuana and et cetera, you will have people that will go out and abuse it. And we will have to concentrate and deal with people that drive under the influence. I, I absolutely agree. And they've actually, the really cool thing is that they've come up with a new test and they can find out if somebody is stoned and driving. And so, you know, it's just a matter of uh, administering this test now. Because um, frankly, you know, the, the drunk driving isn't an argument for prohibition of alcohol and stone driving isn't a, a, an argument for prohibition of marijuana. And what they found in uh, Holland, I think, is where they, um, you know, legalized it or whatever that there was a short spike, and then there was actually a reduction in the use of the drug. In fact, there was even a reduction among high school students, which is nobody expected. Mm. Uh, you know, so you can you legalizing marijuana will likely cause a reduction in the use of marijuana. You know, that 21st Amendment example that you brought up is so key because people need to learn the lesson of history when they brought in alcohol prohibition. It, it, it's so important. And they I don't know why they don't apply it in all the other areas of prohibition. Thank well, you. for the, Thanks for the call. I could buy a lot of Ah, yes. We I guess we're I guess we're done with Kevin. Okay. Yes. Once you say that's the magic word, by the way, when you yes. say thank you yes. for the call, they yeah. are gone. <laughs> the board up will take care of them. Let's go to TSA. George is back on a better line. Um, so uh, you're going to you're giving us lessons on how to avoid as best we can being patted down at the airport. Is that right? Yes. Uh, well, I was trying to say a lesson one when you get to the checkpoint. Don't go up to the first TSA officer you see and say, I'm not going through that body scanner. Because guess what? You probably are at that point if you do that. <laughs> and yeah, what, would, what's lesson two? <laughs> lesson two? Well, if you can, bring a pet. Bring a pet. Bring, uh, bar, borrow a neighbor's baby whatever, or a cat, dog, uh, hamster, whatever. Because if you're holding a pet, you cannot, you cannot bring the pet, um, put the pet through the x You cannot do that. Through the X-ray or through the backscatter? The backscatter. Okay. You, you cannot put the um, pet through the normal X-ray that, that we had always had um, for obvious reasons. Uh, though some people still do that anyway. Um, but also, you, you cannot put it through the backscatter because it messes up the image gotcha. if you're holding something up live, like a pet or or a baby, for example. So if you can, you know, get someone to loan you their cat, dog, bunny um, rabbit, hamster. That's a great way to get out of um, going to the body scanner so you don't – and also not having to get a pat down. Is there a third lesson? 
That's mainly those two big lessons. Okay. And, like and, that. and George, on the pat downs, now they say you know you're opting out of the scanner, but and and supposedly you're opting into the pat down. This is how they get away with this stuff. They're saying, well, you know, you you agreed to fly, and so you know, well, yeah, it's basically the whole auto principle that. Um, it's like, well, if, you, if you're not doing anything wrong, you got nothing to fear. You know, like you ain't got anything to hide. Yeah, that's right. The, that's the mentality behind the management when they made that rule like that. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The body scanner has done some good in the, in the form of those a lot of people who have pro, like metal knees and hips that don't want to get the pat down. It saves them. But that's the only plus side of that thing. Well, um, we can say that. I mean, it's great practical advice. Um, but again, you know, we want to make sure for, for TSA agents like they um, I don't know. I've heard that the cancer rates are going up among TSA agents. I can't imagine that they would be reacting that quickly. But don't you worry about working that closely to one of those machines? Has, I have a slight concern. But on the other side of, of that ledger, not one of my um, coworkers at my airport. And we have uh, over 400 screeners. Uh, none, none of them have come down with cancer here. Now, George, do so, you think that you're infringing on the Fourth Amendment when you you engage in this behavior uh, of giving people false choices of either getting taken a picture taken basically naked, uh, although they're trying to change that now? Actually, but the still, picture's terrible yeah, um, and doesn't do yeah, anything. Yeah, the, but, the picture's terrible, yeah, I'm telling you. So forcibly, you know, forcibly scanning them against their will or um, – or touching them in in areas where, if it were done privately, you could be charged for sexual assault. Does this and and of course the whole searching thing, the searching against uh, without a, a warrant. You know, the Constitution specifies that a judge must issue the warrant. Does it does it bother well, one, you? One, all right, let me answer before you guys got a break, as I got to get here. Um, one, basically, I'm not um, certified to run that scanner, and I have no interest in being on running that scanner. Good. And two, the only reason I stay is to help potheads get out of jail. Mark will tell you how I did that <laughs> recently. And um, you know, free paid vacation. That's the only reason that I stay. <laughs> Subvert the them. Free Sub- live. <laughs> Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450 free. It's a toll-free call-in line sponsored by SACL CAI. That's 855-450-3733. For those of you who don't have the letters on your phone, it can be really confusing when they give you letters and you don't have letters in the phone. So true. Indeed. It's uh, Mark with you. And Guard, filling in for Ian. And Indeed. You can go check out freetalklive.com. We have an expansive website there where you can do all kinds of things, upload uh, upload news stories, have people vote them up, vote them down. Uh, not only is the show interactive, the website's interactive. You're not getting that kind of thing from other radio shows. We also have archives over there going back for five years 
for free. What are the radio shows doing that for you? Free archives going back for five years? That's for you. It's completely for you. The Shrine, shrine.freetalklive.com. It's the Shrine of Female Listeners, ladies proving that they listen to Free Talk Live. That's worth worth looking at. And shop.freetalklive.com, a place where you can go and... Check out uh, you know the, the the links to great retailers like Newegg and Amazon, and support Free Talk Live by just shopping the way you normally shop online. But go through shop.freetalklive.com. We get a little spiff, and you get the same great prices, the same great service from Amazon and Newegg. Shop.freetalklive.com. How big is the debt crisis really? <laughs> well, prepare to be dumbfounded. Go to learnliberty.org slash FTL and see Anthony Davies' explanation of the magnitude of the U.S. debt. It's a little over a minute long, but it's stupefying. You must see this video. I, when I saw this video, I was just shocked. The way the camera continues to pan back and shows these bar graphs, you have to see this video. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. Go over there, check out the Anthony Davies video, How Big is the U.S. Debt? It's, you've got to scroll down just a little bit to see it. And then take that, show it to your friends, put it on your Facebook, make sure everybody gets to see this, because folks don't have any idea mm. how big the U.S. debt is. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. Let's go to Lauren in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Lauren? Yes. What can I do for you? My call. I was just uh, listening here, and I heard a call earlier talking about legalization of marijuana, and you know, made a point comparing this to the prohibition of alcohol. Mm-hmm. The point I want to make here is we keep comparing this to prohibition of alcohol, but legalization of these drugs is not comparable because I can sit in my home and have a beer or a one-ounce shot of alcohol and not be physically or mentally impaired by that. But there is no small enough amount that I can take of these illegal drugs that will not cause me to be physically or mentally impaired. Well, well that's actually false. Right. Sure, you could take um, a you could take a small small hit. I don't know why anybody would. Most people use mind-altering substances for the purposes of mul- altering their mind. Many people will use alcohol to lightly alter their state. That's why they drink it rather than say drinking say a near beer or um, just drinking water or something like that. They get they get something out of the process so it's a different sort of mind altering situation but you know as well as i do that you can drink a great deal of alcohol and get very messed up right absolutely and overuse of anything is is a bad thing but for example i'm i consume alcohol i enjoy uh, microbrew beers but i i enjoy the taste of them i like having them once in a while I don't overconsume them, and Ever? I do not get mentally impaired. Well, well, very even, rarely do I overconsume them. Even if someone were to ingest the tiniest amount of some non-alcohol drug, um, and we knew that it was going to impair him, if that were not bringing direct harm to the life or property of another person, why should you care? Why should we well, enforce a law by stealing from people and having people in blue suits come and arrest them? Well, that's the thing, is that you, when, you al- when you alter your mental state, you, have, you lose the ability to make that decision of whether you will or not impact somebody else's life. But that's not the point. The question is whether you do or you don't. You see, you see, it's one thing to engage in the behavior of aggressing against someone. It's another thing to affect the mind and not do it. What you're saying is, 
if I am affected in some way, that should be illegal. What I'm saying is it is immoral to act in an aggressive way against another person. And that is something that should be prohibited if you're going to have a state. Absolutely. I, I mean, aggressive behavior is immoral. Absolutely. You know that every but, 40 seconds they, in the United States. It is right now, I'm, I'm in control of my state of mind right now. And whenever I use heroin or I use cocaine, are you telling me that I would be in control of my state of mind? And you, can my use a, you can use amount, an amount of cocaine and be in control of yourself. Absolutely. You can use an amount of heroin and be in control of yourself. Absolutely. I understand that many people choose not to do that, and there are some differences in the consumption of alcohol and, and the consumption of other drugs. I get that. But there are actually marijuana-flavored uh, substances out there where you can smoke a cigarette, that you know, a hand-rolled cigarette or whatever, that tastes like marijuana but isn't marijuana, and that stuff sells. So the suggestion that people don't want to taste marijuana like you want to taste a microbrew is irrelevant when the fact is, I mean, the same argument can be had because there's lots of people that do drink alcohol and get drunk and then do dumb things and hurt people. That's the same argument that you're making for uh, you know, uh, other substances. Right, but people can the, – the argument I'm making is that people can do alcohol and not do those things. And I'm telling you that, that people can consume these drugs. drugs. I'm telling you that they can. There's a chemical reaction in, brain, in your brain. Yes, there's a chemical reaction when you drink one beer. Yeah. There's any Anything you ingest will have a chemical reaction in your brain. It's just a, a physiological fact. If you ingest sugars, it will get you more energized. If you ingest proteins, you will end up producing more testosterone in your body and become more aggressive. It is a fact. When you chew gum, you end up creating more adrenaline in your body. Here's the problem I've got with it, Lauren. The fact is, every single day, I live with the threat that somebody's going to break into my house, slit the throat of my three-year-old son, rape my wife and kill her all over enough money to go out and buy some heroin because some freak like you wants to keep it illegal. That stuff would be as cheap as aspirin is in the store, but you're putting my family in danger That's because you're like, oh, they're going to they're going to alter their state. Now, now no, the telling people that it's going to be cheaper if you legalize it, that's uh, it, it, a falsehood. That is not absolutely not a falsehood. You're going to fuel the black market. The black market won't the exist the if you legalize it. Let's, Where is the black market if you if something is legal? What happened? To- you get through tax, taxing it like you do alcohol and cigarettes and the other thing. Other you can look like at that. how alcohol but prices went up. It, the black market will be cheaper. You, so you are wrong. You are dead wrong and don't understand so these keep- things. Where's the black market in aspirin, smart yeah. boy? Yeah, and to keep alcohol prices down, then we should prohibit it then. Absolutely not. But you just said if con- we made alcohol illegal, then, uh, you it, know, then, marijuana. then the black market would pro- provide it at a cheaper rate. Don't you want that? No, I don't. I don't want it being provided at a cheaper rate. The problem, you're, you're comparing apples and oranges with no. alcohol and drugs is my point. No, alcohol no, the, they're all a drug. Alcohol is a it's drug, all a drug, man. You are a drug addict. You it's like all your drugs. Drug. They're all drugs. It's all chemicals. They all have psychotropic and psychological effects on people, and they're all ingestible, and ingesting them is not a crime, and it doesn't bring direct harm to anybody, even if you ingest alcohol and smoke marijuana at the same time. It's a shock, but that's the way it goes. Okay. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you taking my call. Hey, no problem. Good exchange. That's What's good. that number again there, my man? 855-450-3733. It's a SACL toll-free call-in line. Let's go to Robert in New Jersey. Robert, Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, fellas? Great. 
Um, I just wanted to call. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who started the uh, Lemonade Freedom Day. Hey! Lemonade Freedom Day. Today is Lemonade Freedom Day. Way to go, man. Congratulations. Nationwide phenomenon. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and I also appreciate all the support and uh, interest that everybody uh, all around the, the nation has, has, has shown for this event. Um, we had a, a great success. At, uh, we, we actually went to Elizabeth, New Jersey, um, at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we set up a stand there, and we did we did well there. Um, we made some money there, and then we uh, headed, out, headed out to Philly, and we were with, with some great people in Philly, uh, especially some guys that came from an end of Fed rally, and there was a big crowd there. Uh, Good job, Robert. Thanks, thanks for the call. Free Talk Live. Government control is on the wane, and freedom can be bought for a reasonable price. One man will unite with a former public transportation worker, a shady senator's runaway daughter, two orphans, a retired space marine, an alien, and an intelligent spider, and journey together beyond the outer reaches of human civilization to protect the future of human liberty. Also, there are space cows. Read it online now at burningrockranch.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And uh, you know this brought to you by SACL CAI Free Talk Live. If you really like Free Talk Live and what we do here, check out amp.freetalklive.com. It is a, a program where we offer little perks to our listeners uh, in in the form of a, an amplifier call in line. Um, you know, amplifiers get a, a commercial free podcast. You know, we do, we take care of them, and in return, well, they give a little money per month. We offer everything on the website for free. So if you want to help out, it's amp.freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes will kill you, and you've probably been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. It's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. Listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save about $120 a month right off the bat, so you are already start being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with the coupon code FTL. It's FTLs and Free Talk Live. And since the, ship, the, the, the order is over $60, they'll give you free shipping and they'll give you the free starter kit because you bought the 40 cartomizers. It's a great deal. You can't get a, uh, a vaporizer like they have at Vaporsmiths.com anyplace else. This is one of the premier ones available out there. It's Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Let's go to Zachary in Washington. Zachary? Yeah, how's it going? Welcome. All's well. I, uh, when I originally called your call screener, I was calling to thank TSA George for being such a great recruitment tool. I love uh, it. To the liberty movement. Yeah. Um, it was the first, uh, but you know, I wouldn't really want to thank the TSA, but you know, they were the first chink in my you know, neocon uh, that armor. I had built up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was uh, in the Army at the time. And uh, so it was about it was a three step process. But you know, I'd come back from Iraq, and I was in my Class A uniform, flying home to Seattle from Fort Stewart, Georgia, and uh, you know, I, I was treated like a like a criminal in my uniform. You know, I, I had my, had my ribbons on my chest, and, and uh, to be treated like that, it, it uh, 
felt wrong. The first, uh, the first, uh, what, what's going on here? I thought, you know, I was in Iraq, supposedly uh, fighting for our freedom, and I, I come home to, to this. It's got it's got to be really stunning when um you know that that's 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 your yeah. mindset and then well, this these are the freedoms I'm fighting for the freedoms are going away in this country you'd think that if there was a if the war effort was working in in securing our freedoms that we'd have more of them well, I appreciate you seeking out this other voice too uh, that is that's very commendable of you and it's a it's a growth process but I think it's one of the most rewarding out there when you begin to question what some of the politicians are doing why they're doing it and then the effects that they have on people in so many different ways. And uh, you you encountered one of those face to face, so thank you for that information. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, and, thanks. Um, the the next step uh, was learning about what, what happened on the on the what's going on with the, the border situation, which made no sense to me. You know, I, I had uh, before I did Iraq, I had um, you know been part of uh, securing the border in Kosovo, and when I learned that you know we weren't really securing the border here, although oh my view on that has changed. Since I've become part of this movement, um, that, that made no sense to me. You just saw the incompetence. Me a Ron Paul video. Good for you. Over. Well, it's a consistent philosophy. It's a consistent application of the morals that we tend to hold in common, and uh, and, and it, it spreads like wildfire when people really connect with it. So good to have you in the fold, Zachary. Man. Tell me the third step, real quick. We've got to we got to move along. Yeah, my wife uh, showed me a Ron Paul video, <laughs> and I, I had a breakdown. I actually cried. Oh, wow. And um, it, uh, I've, I've, been, uh, I've been in the Ron Paul Army since. Wow. And, Thanks uh, for it, uh, Zachary. I really it, appreciate I it. Got me kicked out of, uh, it got me kicked out of the Army. Oh, my wow. God. Why, how did it get you, get you kicked out? I made a YouTube video uh, myself, uh, put it up on YouTube. If it, oh. There's still copies uh, out there. If you, if you type in on YouTube, uh, a soldier's revolution and Ron Paul, those four keywords. Soldier's it'll, it'll revolution, Ron Paul. Up. I will do that. Thank you. Revolution, Ron Paul. Thanks, and, Zachary. Uh, before you let me go, I'd just uh, like to remind people uh, go to ronpaul2012.com and uh, give what you can on yeah. his birthday. Today is the, the birthday money bomb, although I don't like bombs much. Uh, <laughs> I, I do understand where they're coming from. Let's go to Ian calling from jail. Who's this Keen. guy? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Ian. Ian, you're the main host normally on Free Talk Live when you're not in the pokey. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your own show, my friend, and uh, Indeed. Indeed. I hope to hear you, Card. Yeah, it's great to hear you too, buddy. Great how, to hear you. How too. is the sodomy and bad food? Um, actually, the food here is pretty good. <laughs> they uh, they have uh, subcontract uh, subcontracted chef service that runs the kitchen here, and uh, I would dare say I probably eat better here than I do at home. Um, um, and I don't know of any sodomy that goes on here. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't think that really happens here. Well, Ian, um, you know we've we've been mentioning that you are you're being held by agents of the state, and people have been aware of it. And uh, I don't know if you'd like to give people a little bit of an overview of what's been happening, or, or any ideas that you've been thinking about uh, apart from uh, your existence yeah. in there. What'd you call in for, dude? Well, um, I wanted to take a break from this brutal day that I've been having, writing letters to people. Uh, I have received you know a huge stack of mail over the last ten days or so that I've been in here. And I've been unable to respond until just yesterday. Oh. It took that long for me to actually get my hands on some stamps and, uh, and envelopes through the, uh, the commissary system here. But now I've got a stack of 100 stamps and, and envelopes. I've already gone through probably about 30, uh, just, just spending all day long responding to uh, the people who took the time out to, uh, to send me their thoughts, which you know, has been great. Uh, people have written from, uh, from all around the world, and, and most people are actually writing through 
a great little service called MailToJail.com, which uh, I think is one of the most useful activist services that, uh, that has really been created out there. It's a, it's a great thing, and uh, apparently this is how the United States Postal Service is going to stay in business, by uh, apprehending and kidnapping people like you, and then <laughs> and then you have to buy all the stamps. But it is great, Ian, and I know a lot of people appreciate what you've done. You know, you, you stand on principle, and and it's it's difficult. You know, you're, you're the kind of guy whose ideas and the way you express them is, is extremely valuable on, here on the program, and I know a lot of people really appreciate that just the way you think. When callers call up, you, you handle things very reasonably, and um, now the states pulled you away just because you were, you, you were recognizing the injustice of some of the things it was doing. Yeah, I've been uh, working in the uh, the kitchen here at the jail for several hours per day, but today I only had like a half day in the kitchen, so I was able to spend all day uh, responding to this uh, this mail that's just been coming in. And some of the stories that people are telling are interesting, uh, kind of in relation to what that last caller was saying. Uh, I got a piece of mail from Eddie Free from D.C., and uh, those listeners of the show who've been listening for the last few months may recall that Eddie was... Uh, the guy who, one of the guys who was behind the, the huge Jefferson dance party that happened in D.C., where there were hundreds of people yeah. that came down to uh, to dance in violation of some judge's order that says you can't do that sort of thing at uh, the national parks. Uh, and he pointed out that he had, he had called to tell us his story, and you may recall this, where he used to be one of these Minutemen guys. He used to be uh, somebody who would, uh, you know, basically call the cops on... Uh, people that were coming here to try to make a life, you know, a better life for themselves. Uh, you know, he would snitch out on uh, some, you know, Mexican immigrants and folks like that. And he used to really be nasty uh, towards those people. And when he discovered that uh, that he wouldn't be free ever until he could allow others to be free, uh, that you know that that changed him. And now he's one of the most uh, visible liberty activists uh, on the scene today. And it's just amazing what a little bit of information can do to somebody. That's fantastic. It's nice that he wrote to you. Anything yeah, else you absolutely. want to get out of him? We've got uh, we got calls, man. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to encourage folks to go to mailtojail.com and uh, give uh, Mike Barsky a contribution because it's not cheap for him to send all that mail out. Of course, he's not just sending mail to me. There are other activists that uh, that are also in jail and other activists that will be in jail in uh, the future. So I wanted to just put that out there and thank everybody for uh, for all their support. You guys have a great show. You're Ian, great, thanks Ian. for the call. Awesome. Real quick before we go on to the next call, uh, Ron Paul just won by uh, a large margin the uh, straw poll here, the Young Republican straw poll in New Hampshire. This is an important state, <laughs> and it's That's interesting huge. that he came in 45% of the vote. Mitt Romney <laughs> came in at Oh, wait. We didn't bleep that. We didn't bleep that name, Ron. Let's take Cody in Missouri. Cody? Hey, how's it going? Quick, quick. Hey, uh, I was just calling uh, about the guy that was talking about how alcohol was better than any other drug on the world. Yeah, (laughs) because you can drink one. (laughs) Yeah, you can drink one and be totally fine. Um, I mean, marijuana, at least it has its good purposes. I mean, if, if it wasn't good, why would they have medical marijuana? Indeed, he probably doesn't think that that he thinks they're all them folks are lying about their glaucoma and their cancer. And even I mean, whenever, whenever he was talking, I was like yelling at the radio, and I, I was just thankful that you guys tried to set him straight. I don't know if he got it in his head, but I think I, uh, I think I come and glued a little bit on him, and I, I hate it when I do that. <laughs> sometimes I get passionate, Cody. I appreciate the call. Those that are on the line. 
Call back tomorrow night. Call back next week. Uh, we do this seven nights a week, and we're available on 109 radio stations. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> 